Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In this week's episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast, we talk to Steve Wayne, who has a background in mechanical engineering and software development, yet somehow found his way to a career in real estate. Tune in to hear how his experience led him to find technology solutions for lead generation and ultimately drove him to create Prospect Now, a data-driven platform that enhances prospecting. He is a strong believer that technology will not replace the real estate agent, but create enhanced success for those who embrace it. So let's find out more. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lab Code Agents podcast. And I am excited today because we have a unique guest, not your typical real estate broker sharing their wisdom of what they've done within real estate. Rather, we have what I would call more of a tech guy, somebody with a very interesting background who now has started a platform that can benefit your business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Wayne, the CEO of Prospect Now. Steve, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Appreciate it. Awesome. So let's dive into, before we get to where you are today, you and I were talking before the show, and I want to tell uh, the listeners about your background. Because it's fascinating, because it isn't typical of our guests, uh, let's start with where you started, when you started, when you got out of college, or what you were going to college for, and then let's kind of just gradually drip up to where you are today and how this relates to real estate and how you actually provide a platform for real estate agents. Sure, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you before that, you know, I, I started in mechanical engineering, right, of all things. And, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can calculate the, uh, the bending moment on a truss for a, a bridge. And I've never done that again since, uh, since college, right? So, but having said that, it did kind of give me a framework for a, a kind of a technical way of thinking. Uh, so, when I, when I actually entered the workforce, I immediately, I had a strong interest in software. Building something physical is, is very cool, but it's also once you build the part, right? You got to go retool and build all this if you want to make a change. And software is just magic when you actually take a step back and think about it, that you can literally make changes like in real time and, and then get real time feedback from customers. So you know, I went into selling MCAD software, which is basically 3D visualization software for um, uh, for engineers. And so there was kind of the two tracks there, sales and the, and the technical piece. And then, you know, as my career evolved, I, I realized I kind of started going more into software, Jeff, and I, I started selling databases. And now they weren't for real estate, but they were actually, they were actually databases of electronic components. And we sold those to, you know, large corporations, Caterpillar and what have you. And, you know, at that point, then I was like, you know what, I want to do my own thing. So I started an internet marketing company. I ended up selling that. And then at that point, it was like the dot-com hangover had just kind of happened, right? And I was looking at like, what do I do next? And that's when I went into real estate. So I actually... My, my, I actually went into commercial real estate doing investment sales. And that's really where all those things kind of came together to solve the problem for me, which was how do I get more listings like that? That was like, wow, I realized that's a, that was everything right in real estate. So that, that's, that's been the vision of, the, of Prospect now from day one. And it, it has not changed at all. The product has changed, but that core vision. I just, I still have PTSD, Jeff, from all those cold calls trying to, <laughs> trying to get people to sell. And so I really feel passionate about helping people get more listings and be more successful in real estate. Awesome. And you were also telling me, and I think this is fascinating to share, which is, has no relevance, but it's interesting uh, that you actually, uh, somewhere during the evolution, 
had conversations with Google about going to work for them. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's just funny to look back on. But yeah, I, I was I was when I was selling the MCAT software, it was right that company evolved into a at the time it was going to be a dot com, you know, marketplace for, you know, and the company, you know, was VC backed. And I didn't really know a whole lot about that at the time. I just knew they kept hiring and we had all this money, but I didn't know that all these companies were burning through cash. And so that company failed. And I I would say for the first three years of my career, I learned like everything, what not to do, right? In running a business, it was just excessive spending, all this stuff. So bottom line is I kind of had like the dot-com hangover, right? And I remember going in and interviewing at Google and going in and seeing like the engineers on the foosball tables. And I'm like, oh, these guys are going to fail. This is a, this thing's totally not going to work. And so anyway, that's how I ended up going into real estate because I was convinced that Google was not going to be successful. So, you know, you call some right and others uh, drastically. Wrong. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you, you and us both. And I think it's fascinating that, that, uh, to, to hear a little bit about your background because most real estate agents, and I, and I don't think that's a, a far-fetched to say that most real estate agents don't come up through their childhood into their college years, even their young adulthood saying, I'm going to be in real estate, right? They just end up finding their way there from so many different right. paths. Right. And you're a great example of someone who's probably overqualified from a uh, from an intelligence standpoint, if you're uh, calculating trusses and the bend ratio for a bridge, I mean, uh, that just went, that's right over my head right there. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I hope um, none of my professors are watching right now. They may like call me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. That's too far. Right, so, so let's, let's, uh, let's fast forward. And, um, you know, you started prospect now in 2000, was it 14 ish? Is that about when that was, when that, oh, when was that happened? That. It was around 2009 actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, so tell us, tell us about the background of what this is that you created and then how it kind of, you know, again, evolved to where it is today. Yeah. I mean, I think it all started with when I was tasked with getting listings in real estate. So, you know, one of the things I found too, going back to your earlier point about different backgrounds and how people get into real estate, I actually think one of the most commonly overlooked things is that sales, which is what real estate agents do, right, is a technical process. There are steps. There is a formula. And I've noticed that a lot of the really successful salespeople, like a lot of people think it's a personality type, oh, you got to be an extrovert or this or that. But when you look at the really successful um, salespeople across all disciplines, they have a technical mindset in a way, and they approach something in a very methodical way. And I've seen guys succeed in sales that are total introverts. They don't come off as being salesy at all, but they're very disciplined. And I saw some of these guys that I would describe as maybe officially not having a technical background, but approach the world from a technical perspective. And these were very successful folks in, in, at the time in commercial real estate, which was what I was doing. And so I, I was told like, okay, Hey, you're new here. Here's the call sheet, put it up on the wall. And you know, if you're not in the top five, you're not going to be here. Right. So, and you got to make more than 50 calls a day and figure it out. And then I was like, okay, well, where's my database? How do I do this? Like, how do I find, do all these um, property owners get together and hang out? Where do I go to find it? And I was just really just approaching it from having no knowledge of this at all. Right. And I realized, no, they don't get together and hang out and they don't, it's not easy to, to find the ones that are, that are uh, more likely to be selling their property. And so I, I spent the first you know, six to nine months of my career, Jeff, literally like trying to get a a, a bead on my farm, right? And finding those that were going to be more likely to list. And I spent a lot of time researching data because, for example, in investment properties, and I'm sure a lot of people that do real estate um, know this, is that you know, they own properties. They don't own it personally. It's usually in an LLC, a partnership, a trust, and they're hard to find. Uh, so, 
So I was building this out and then I was realizing, man, I, you know, the guys that are successful are the guys getting listings. And so those two things, the pain of putting together my farm and doing it efficiently combined with the fact that I knew that the listing side of the business, at least for me, I'm not saying like there are buyers agents out there that crush it. God bless them. But for me, I really saw the value in securing the exclusive listing. And so therein lies the problem, right? And, you know, I I heard this statement once, creativity or constraint breeds creativity and constraints are, okay, how do I get more listings? Okay, how do I get to these people? How do I, that, the problem of that just interested me a lot. And, you know, I think you could even argue, Jeff, that there's a certain element of like, laziness involved. It's like, do I really have to do all this work? Like, this is unbelievable. But I ended up building a business, you know, with 5,000 customers, which ended up being, of course, a ton more work, but super rewarding work because it's a system as opposed to just kind of spray and pray. So, you know, that that was like how the whole thing started. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, I probably left my real estate job um, a little bit early because the product wasn't quite ready. Um, so I was still doing brokerage. And I remember I I hired a young guy to get on the platform, which was Prospect Now, like beta version, just in Northern California. And it was really interesting. This guy's name was Billy. I said, okay, Billy, like here, here's the system. Do these things, make these calls, send this mail, these mailers, do this. This is the process. And then let me know. And when you get a listing, we'll split it 50, 50, right? Well, what happened was he got on the product and he got, he got a guy that was interested like within like a week. And, you know, it was funny because in a way it's like never that easy. You know what I mean? And so he goes out there and sure enough, he was all excited. Steve, I got this guy. He's ready to go. And um, so I said, okay, you know, well, let's see, you know, we went out and met the guy Sure enough, never happens, right? But he signed the, the listing agreement in the same day. And this, this kid who was 21 years old at the time cashed like a $40,000 check and it ruined his career, right? Because he was like, oh, this is so easy. You know, now, now I think he's running a painting business. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my point is that I was like, wow, this, this now, this can work, right? Because I actually put real dollars in my own pocket so I think that was really the beginning. When I once I cashed a check for myself, I was like, "Okay, it's go time!" Right. So that that that's what started it, really. So what so what you're saying is that this that you were basically looking at, and there's there's not uh, there's another way to get listings versus door knocking versus calling expireds versus calling fizzbos versus blowing up your your sphere of influence and your friends and family. And is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Is that like you wanted to find a different way uh, to be able to get that listing? Is that, is that, is that, absolutely, is that safe absolutely. to say? Yeah, that's absolutely. It's almost like, you know, it's like you're in a crowded theater and everybody's trying to go in the same door. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, that looks really crowded. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to get through that door. So is there like a side door or something that I can go through that nobody knows about? And that was, that was kind of the mentality. Um, now, having said that, those things you described, I think they still all have their place. It's just that as Prospect Now has evolved over the years, it started out as a commercial real estate database. And we've got all the contact info and the, the Jeffs behind the, the Jeff LLC, right? And, and then we got the phone numbers and, all the, and then all the property data. We made all this stuff available. But then the real traction came when we, when we got, uh, you know, built a proper machine learning. I know it's kind of a buzzword, right? Silicon Valley buzzword, but that just means it's getting smarter every week. And we've, we've built a, a methodology to identify the properties that have a higher probability. You still have to do the work, right? But there, I can tell you the data when we back test this thing and look at it, there is about two thirds of your farm that you should not be marketing to that are not going 
to, to sell in any time soon. Right. And so a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm working that farm anyway, so why don't I just hit everybody? So my answer to that is when I got my first listing in, in, in real estate, I spent all this time building out this database in actually South, the South Bay area. And then my first listing ended up being in a completely different area. And my point is that expand your market and identify the properties that are more likely and you get the best of both worlds. So, you know, that's, that's how it's evolved. I love it. I love it. So let's, let's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to shift before we continue down the same rabbit hole and say, at what point along this process, and this is more of a mindset type question, at what point during the process did like, did the light bulb moment go off on, on this? Was it, was it reading a book? Was it hearing someone speak? What was it that kind of just created this, this thought process for you to realize this is something that is needed in the resident. And like you said, you started in commercial, but what what point did you say the residential real estate industry needs this? And, and like you said, you also, you're, you're putting this out to mortgage and other insurance and other industries as well. But what caused that? That's a great question. I think that when there's, there's two things. The first was just taking action and building something, albeit imperfect, right? And that first, once you have that, then you can start getting feedback, right? And so it's interesting, you know, I think a lot of residential agents go, well, commercial's a mystery to me. And the commercial guys won't admit it, but... <laughs> a lot of the commercial guys go residentials a mystery to me, right? In fact, you could argue the residential real estate in many ways is it's more evolved, right? It's, it's, it's more sophisticated and it's also more regulated, right? So, so in the beginning, I really wasn't trying to solve that residential problem until I built a product and then people were asking me on the residential side, there's these kind of, we call them resi-mercial guys, they'll do like a single family homes and then they'll do a few fourplexes. And then, you know what I mean? Those guys were asking for this in residential, right? So then I realized that this is the same exact thing. If you're doing, we called it investment sales, but it's basically property sales, right? As opposed to leasing. Um, if you're, if you're focused on the transaction, it's the same and it's the exact, it's the exact same process, right? So, in that sense, Jeff, honestly, we got a little bit lucky because the initial product was built for this one use case. It just so happened that it also worked for the other use case. Now we did, then we started like, today our customer base is about 50-50, maybe even a little more, maybe 60-40 residential commercial. But I mean, I would actually say, you know, I would have to credit my customers uh, with, with helping us see that. But had I not built something and gotten it out there to get customers, then that wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. So, so here we are and, and, and well, you know what, let me, let me, let me backtrack to that question because we like to always talk about, you know, one, one of the, one of the, the principles that, that we like to preach and, and that a lot of the successful people that we talk to, uh, they always tend to to steer back to a book that they read or a a networking group that they that they that they um, or a part of uh, because you know going to events and and going to that sort of thing is is, is critical for for yeah. success. Yeah. Um, did you have any of those moments? Did you have anything like that, or, or do you I have any recommendations? Did. It's it's interesting as I look back. I always knew I wanted to to run my own company, you know, and I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I always knew that. So I had that, you know, I had that luxury. In fact, my dad, I could credit my dad a lot with that because he was a, you know, different time, right? He was a literally a 50 year career guy at Hewlett Packard. And so he, super smart guy, he's got two or three patents in his name, but he always used to tell me like, Hey, you know, who owns those patents, right? It's, it's the company, even though I invented this, right? It's the company. So he always would say, you know, he, he wouldn't tell me what to do, but he kind of encouraged me in that way. And I'm really appreciative of that. So then I had that kind of that framework, Jeff. And then 
You know, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, sometimes the simplest things, right? And the, the simple idea that an asset is something that puts money in your pocket. I still remember this, right? I haven't picked up that book in 15, you know, maybe 20 years, honestly. But that book actually did have an effect on me. Um, and I, I, you know, I give Robert Kiyosaki credit for that. You know, it's, it's interesting, like that simple concept, because I was like, oh, yeah, my house is an asset, right? But when I'm paying money out every month, <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's that kind of changed my whole way of thinking and just further, I guess, encouraged me. And then that also led to real estate. I just love real estate. It's like, I know the stock market's been like unbelievable over the last like two years, right? But so is real estate. And the thing I love about real estate is that banks will make loans on it. And so at Prospect Now, like one of our lead engineers here, he, he's, he's a big real estate investor. He understands real estate. And, you know, he's got like 10 investment properties. Uh, and that kind of that DNA, I think, has been, I guess, our, our appreciation and, and, and affinity for real estate, you know, all kind of gels I, it, it, to help to help our, our, you know, our customers. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Very good. And I, and I can, uh, I can relate because Rich Dad Poor Dad, I, I can say the exact same thing. Had a, had a did big you, impact. You read, that, you read that too? Oh yeah. And it's been yeah. about 20 years since I've opened the book, yeah. but I still to this day probably reference some of the things I learned in that book. And there's many others since then, of course, but yeah, it's a, uh, that's one that never gets old. others, but I, that one, you know, what's another really good one actually that I read now that we're on the topic it's, it's an old book. It's by a guy named Robert Ringer, but he wrote a book called Winning Through Intimidation. Have you ever heard that? I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't so, read it, but I've heard it, yeah. Okay. That one, I, at first the title's kind of like, well, what does that mean? Like, what, like I'm not, you know, I don't want to win by intimidating people. Yeah. And I realized, kind of yeah, exactly. That sounds like bullying. But I realized it's kind of a play on words. It's like winning through despite, right? The intimidation. And he, any time, and it was totally right in my wheelhouse at the time in commercial real estate because he was doing multifamily sales. I actually met his son. His son years ago. I don't know if he's still there, but his son was at um, doing commercial real estate investment sales. And you know, his dad was kind of a legend in that way. But that's a good one too. That one had a good uh, effect on me. Fascinating. Awesome. Good stuff. So, so let's, uh, let's move to where we are today. You know, you've you've kind of given us the background, your background. What's what's led you to this point? So let's tell the listener a, a little bit deeper dive into what Prospect Now is and how it can help a real estate agent get more listings or get them a different way than what they might be accustomed to. Because like you said, all the old, like, old fashioned techniques, they're timeless. They'll always right. work, right. but and we're, think, always, yeah. we're always looking for differentiation. We're always looking for new ways to innovate and compete with uh, what's coming, which is which is technology, which is those those companies that will remain unnamed, and so 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 give us a deeper dive here. Totally. So, by the way, I, I am a big believer. So 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 let's put it this way: I was on a panel once with a bunch of tech company entrepreneurs. This was a few years ago in um, Orange County, and I remember one of the guys was like. One of the guys on the panel was effectively saying, yeah, we're going to disrupt the industry and we're going to get rid of the agent. Right. And it was a room full of agents, which I thought was pretty funny, actually. (laughs) But and they're like, you know, and the thing is, I, 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 I do not believe the agents going away. So our philosophy, I guess our point of view is the the tech enabled agent is going to be the one that wins. So I, I really believe that technology is only the friend of the agent. And these are, these are complicated transactions. You know, I was talking, I was actually talking to a a friend of mine recently and he was saying, I was looking at, I was about to sell my house and I thought, okay, I'm going to look at all these alternative ways, you know, I buyer stuff and all this. And he's like, at the end of the day, I just ended up hiring, you know, the traditional agent that was a hard charging superstar. Right. And this guy was in tech. And we, so we laughed about that because I just believe that that relationship, it's evolved over the years. Back in the day, they used to be a market maker, right? 
like, oh, I, I know buyers. And now it's more of a, of an advisory kind of role because the data is out there, but it's not, it's not going away. So, so, you know, I, I guess in summary today where, you know, the way we do that and, and what we, I guess what we believe is that every real estate agent is their own business. So that when they make a decision about, you know, spending $99 a month on prospect now versus something else, we really have to earn our stripes, right? They're, because they have their own PL and their PL in some cases is their life, right? Okay, am I going to take my wife out to dinner or am I going to buy prospect now? So one of the benefits of that is that you, you get good at what you do because you really have to earn your stripes. So we, we really focus on the quality of our algorithm. And in parallel, we believe in showing the agent the, the opportunity to exit. It's almost like if I, if I say, hey, the exit's over there, meaning you can cancel if you want, right? Kind of lowers everybody's blood pressure. Then they can get in and try something and see if it works, right? As opposed to, I just don't think the real estate industry really buys this way, but this idea of saying, okay, you gotta, you gotta like commit to this. And if you do, and then, then they blame the customer when it doesn't succeed. Right. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Oh, you're just not, you're just not tech savvy or what have you. So in summary, what we're doing is we're looking at all the transactions, right? We got about 140 million properties that we're tracking nationally. And, you know, our data scientist, our chief data scientist is a properly trained PhD, applied mathematics, just a a super smart guy that basically married my desire to help the real estate agent get listings and his knowledge of of how to architect the model, right? And in summary, what we do is we look at everything that's sold and then we look at everything that has yet to sell and profile those that look the most like the ones that sold, right? So, what we found is that if you're if you market to the properties we identify and tell you to market to, you know they're they're about twice as likely to sell than the kind of average or random property right in your farm. So if you spend five ten grand on marketing a month, right, and then you spend ninety nine dollars with us to make that five or ten thousand dollars go even farther to the ones that are higher, you're going to have roughly twice twice as good of results. So that's what we're doing. And we do it in all markets, most markets. There's a few markets where the data, there's not enough transaction data to build like a statistically relevant model, but that still, we'll give you the data. And then we give you the tools to, we give you all the contact info, the owners, we, we have all the expireds, we've got emails, phone numbers, all that stuff. But the seminal piece is, okay, call Jeff and not Bob, right? You know, that's, that's the, that's the point. So does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, it does. And I've got a couple of questions in, in regards to that. So how does that work? I mean, so how, how do you, so you're taking the data, which makes sense. You're saying, right. okay, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, let's talk about a neighborhood and, right. and these five homes sold and there's another 250 in there. These properties have higher likelihood of selling because right. they're similar to the five. What does that look like? What does that mean? Right. What similarities are we talking about? Well, that's the, that's the, right. That's the, the super interesting part of it is that if you're, if you're building like a, a machine learning model properly, you've got to know your data to a certain extent, but also the model will also tell you what is most predictive, right? So um, to answer your question, we're looking at the whole property, right? The debt structure, how long they've owned it for, who owns it, like everything you can think of in terms of, you know, how that, how that is, uh, the, the data that's available on the property. Um, and then we kind of narrow it down. We get rid of the, the, the data sets that we think are not remotely predictive, like, I don't know, roof type or something. Does that really have an effect? Probably not. So, but if somebody just refinanced on a 30 year fix, like 45 days ago, are they going to sell? You know, logic tells me no. Right. So we feed all that stuff into the model and, and that's how it works. So then every week it's, it's really interesting to see it adapt. Right. 
as markets change, as interest rates change and what have you, it, it adapts and we can see over time it's improved. Um, now, having said that, so you're going to see it about an improvement roughly of about 2x, right? So let's say your turnover in your farm, I'll just make the number simple. Let's say you have 1,000 properties and 10% of them sold in the last year, right? So we might say, okay, market to these, you know, 300, right? But 20% of those are going to sell. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. double, but we're, we're reducing the footprint, right? But still 80% of them in that example are not selling, right? So you still got to do the marketing and you still got to get out there. But um, the data just, the data tells us, right, what, what to do. And, and then when you're looking on top of it, for those that do do investment stuff, you know, non-owner occupied like rentals and things of that nature, then you're even you're even going back to my analogy of everybody trying to crowd in the same door. It's nice to be able to find the property owners that are harder to find. So the prospect now says this is more likely to sell. Oh, they own it in an LLC. It's it's pretty likely your competitor is having a hard time getting to that owner, right? So that's the other piece of it as well is to try and get those hard to find owners or the ones that are predicted to sell and are hard to find, right? So sure, sure. Uh, so so what do you say to the agent who says, okay, I get it. It makes sense. There's data and the data is gonna 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 give me a light, you know, a greater likelihood of somebody willing to sell. Right. However, what it's never gonna be able to tell me is if I stop, you said, you know, you said, you know, call Jeff, don't call Bob or whoever right. you said. And and but what happens if Bob gets transferred for his job, which had, that's the kind of data that you don't have or right, uh, right. gets a divorce or right. has a relationship status change that now causes him to want to buy. I don't want to stop marketing to them because what right. if that happens? Right, so what right. do you say to somebody who says that, that says, I'm afraid of yeah. dialing in too tight because of the other variables? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's valid. I think there's, there's always going to be a long tail, Right. So what we found is that in the, let's say, let's say you've got um, a third of the properties, going back to my analogy, a third of the properties are, are likely sellers identified by prospect now, right? What we found is that 80% of the sales, so let's say in that example, there's 10 sales, right? Eight of them are going to take place in that third. So you are going to lose the two, right? So I guess I would just ask the question, if you're, if you, if you are going to lose the two, but you've reduced your marketing like cost by two thirds, do you really want to do that? And some people might still say yes, actually. And obviously that's, everybody's got their own marketing approach, but I, I like to, you know, there, it's, there's a, there's a thing on our website. It's called at the bottom of it in the footer, it's called the ROI calculator. And I love that because you can go in and identify, say like, oh, say I work in, you know, Alameda County in California, right? You can go there and input like what, what your marketing spend is, how many deals you did last year, all of that, and then get, get a calculation of like what that market is actually, how our models performing in that market, right? And see what the, what the lift would be. But to, I think to go a little bit deeper on the question is, and I think we talked about this before, it's, there's no easy answers to this stuff. And I, I, that, that you, you still have to differentiate yourself. You have to have a good marketing message. You have to do all those things and, and you got you to do the hard work. Although it is our mission, like our North Star is to just generate listings for you automatically, right? That, that, that would be ideal, but... We know that's that's a that's a very true north, right? Sure. So. Sure. And I'm looking at it right now. So and, and I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you know, it, it's at prospectnow.com. It's a very simple right. website. And I'm gonna let right. you regurgitate that multiple times. Uh, but I, I clicked on the ROI calculator and literally it asked five questions. Pick a state, pick a country, what's your annual marketing spend? How many deals did you sell last year and what's the average deal amount? So that's pretty cool. That's something that yeah. I think um, it's well, it doesn't it's, it's not labor intensive. It's, it's, the thing is, it's a lot of fun to talk to real estate agents about this stuff because what we show on there, right, after you click the calculate button is we, we give them an estimate of how much more 
commission dollars they could have earned if they had the product a year ago, right? So again, you know, we have to put the disclaimer in there, right? No, past performance, no guarantee of future return, yada, yada. But, you know, it's very interesting because it's just math, right? We're saying, okay, well, the properties that we're identifying, we identified a year ago are say 70% more likely to sell. How does that affect the commissions? And the the concept is, okay, well, would you give me $99 for $40,000 in in additional commissions, right? And the answer is obviously yes, but there's a lot of variables there, right? And what I found is just like any tool, the best agents make the best use of the best tools, right? And so that, I don't think that's ever going to go away, but that, that's a, I, I like showing that because I think people kind of, oh, okay, I get it. And if you look there too, you can see the percentage turnover, Jeff, and you can see that it's about double, right? It's roughly about like, if you look at, I think Alameda County just, you know, I've done this so many times, I just kind of hope we'll see how, we'll see how accurate my memory is, but it's in the 3% range, right? Of the turnover, something like that. Is that, are you looking at it right now? I'm look. I'm looking at my account oh, okay. and, and my market, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it actually yeah. is three percent as well. Okay, so then you know the the properties that sell that we identified as likely sellers, probably around five and a half, right? Close, close to double, right? And so you know now that still means that ninety five percent of the properties did not sell, right? So so you know we got to look at at that as well. It just means though that it's kind of like you're fishing and you shrunk the size of the pond by two thirds, but the same number of fish are in there, right? You're just reeling them in. So, so that's the idea, but it's gotta be used in conjunction with all the other stuff. If you're a seasoned real estate agent, you know what I'm talking about? All the stuff you know how to do, right? And that's why we feel too, like pretty strongly about getting people the opportunity to play around with it. Right. Um, Cause uh, that, that's what it's all about. It's well, it's interesting too. So I did it and I could calculate and it like immediately popped up all these statistics. And so then I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe this is just pretty general, which by the way, the prospect now is lower on my county on this County I put in, which was 4.74 versus 3% still much greater. Okay. But the potential additional income is 250 grand rounding up. And, and then the county statistics look very accurate. So it's just, A, I was impressed by how fast it popped the data in. And then two, I went down to think, okay, so maybe this is just, you know, general BS and it's kind of right, my job right. to, 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 to harass you here, right? But then I'm going down here and I'm seeing, okay, average value, 162,716. That's about right for this county in Missouri. And so it's like, all right, all right. Well, you know what's that, interesting too is if you scroll down even farther, we'll show you the properties that what the seller score was prior to it having sold. So, you know, you can go in there and look at it. And I just think it's really this whole, we hear a lot about uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence and all that stuff. And this is a practical application. And, and by the way, I, we're just getting started on what this can do, right? Like we're, we're, we've got a, a, a refi model as well. And so, you know, there's just, there's so much application for this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, Zillow is using this kind of technology on their forecast. Like if you go to Zillow and they're, they're forecasting like what your house is going to be worth, right? That's kind of interesting. So, you know, we're obviously not the only ones doing it, but I think we're doing it with the passion around solving that one seminal problem that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And that's helping agents get listings. I love it. I love it. This is, this is really cool. So, all right. So obviously we, we, we've dove into this. Is there anything more that you think is extremely important to share about this platform of prospect now, as it relates to uh, real estate agents, you mentioned uh, even mortgage, this is going to apply to them as well, which makes right. it's all, it's predictive analysis. I mean, this right. is, this is fat. It, it's almost like AI and, and, and agents are hearing a lot about the, the AI in right. terms of communication. Like, uh, you have all of this AI, these bots right. that, that predicting how the conversation is yeah, going to go. Yeah. This is the same thing, just different, well, right? Something fascinating is the other day I was talking to my wife and we're kind of addicted to that show Shark Tank. And I know people have had this experience before, right? 
I was just like talking to her. I'm like, so what do you like, what percentage of these companies actually make it right? You know, have you ever wondered that? Like, is sure, this yeah. great or what's the deal? So I was, I'm sitting there and my phone's kind of right next to me. And I'm like, I wonder like which company is the most successful. So I went on on my Google app and I'm like, most successful companies I'm typing and it auto completes on shark tank and I'm <laughs> like, right. that I'm like, Oh my God, like this is, and that's, I don't, a lot of people have said, okay, they're listening to your conversation. I don't think they're doing that, but I think they are so good at crosstalk around, you know, advertising and where I'm spending, what ads I'm clicking on and what shows I watch. And if you watch this show on Amazon, then, you know, all this stuff that it, they're, they're, they're auto, you know, predicting a lot of that. And that's, that's the same tech, right? So um, it's, uh, you know, just like anything, right? It can, humans are unbelievably amazing at creating technology for good and bad, Let's hope it all turns out well, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then it's so true because I say this to my wife all the time. I'm like, you see, they are listening to you. Yeah, right. She, I mean, I because she argues with me. She's like, no, are. they're not. And I'm like. Well, I will oh. tell you this. Okay, so this, I, I, will, I will confess this. I turned my Siri voice off, right? Because I just thought, now, logically, they have to be listening to hear for the Hey Siri, right? So I did that like three months ago. And then I just heard the other day, like that apparently Apple contractors um, occasionally for, for correcting Siri and trying to make it better, which I understand some of that data is getting like they're, they're listening. Right. And trying to, okay. Oh, it shouldn't have come on at that time or whatever, but there, that data is there. Right. So I don't know who knows. It's a black- I, you know, to, to me, I think embracing it is much wiser than being upset about it. Like a lot of people are, you, you know, what um, it is? like, let's think of it from the other side, right? Let's say I'm a homeowner, right? And I get outreach from a real estate agent. Would I rather have that real estate agent using prospect now? The answer is yes, without question, because we're reducing, we're reducing the, the number of mailing pieces, Right. We're, we're only sending to the more probable candidates. So maybe I'm thinking about selling. Wouldn't I rather get that? That's where this is all going. I, I like, you know, we also have a digital marketing product on our platform where you can serve digital ads to the homeowners predicted to sell, right? And we use this technology called IP targeting, which actually pinpoints the exact physical location based on their IP address of a home. We know that guy's likely to sell. Okay. Let's serve that person an app. That's another capability in the system. And so again, you know, all we're trying to do is we're actually just trying to make the advertising more targeted. And I I think there's, I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, And I think most people that understand how this stuff works are fine with that. It's, it's just where the data gets misappropriated or misused, you know, risk of breach and all this kind of stuff where I get that people have concerns, but in all they want to do is sell me something. And guess what? They want to sell me something I actually want instead of like lingerie or something. You know what I'm saying? Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, um, I, well, I want my wife to shop for that. Actually, you know, I just thought about it. Should I retract that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> did I just say that? I'm just you know, it, was an, it was an odd choice. I mean, there's millions of products you could have chosen and you chose lingerie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to make sure that she's getting those ads. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, when it comes to digital marketing, where is that, where are you marketing to them on social media? Um, on the ad networks. So, you know, if you go to like, any of the participating sites through most of the ad networks, you know, you, you, it's not dissimilar to when you go on, you know, you go on uh, Amazon to look at a pair of shoes and then you see the shoes all over the internet, right? It's, it's the same concept, except that we don't require that that homeowner had to visit a website. We've identified the location and mapped it to the IP address. So, we can, it's almost like digital direct mail is a good way to think of it, right? It's proactive as opposed to, oh, you had to go to Amazon, you get the cookie installed, and then it follows you around the internet, right? So, you know, again, I think that tool, though, is, is a branding tool. So the way I recommend agents use that is all, all of the above strategy. It's kind of like energy, right? Like wind, 
fossil fuels, nuclear, like everything. Why should we cut anything out, right? Let's just, all of the above and, and it, it, all, it all works. They all have their positives and negatives, et cetera. Um, but the point is that I, I think if you're serving digital ads to somebody online and then you hit them with a postcard and then maybe you knock on their door, like you develop some brand. Does it mean they're gonna welcome you into their house with open arms? Probably not, but this is a long-term uh, type of approach. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's kind of how we recommend that that be used. I love it. I love it. And that is that is the game of the game. Everybody wants uh, they want it fast, and it doesn't exist. I mean, you might get it here and there, but it doesn't exist. It's a long game, and right. and uh, you you need to establish you know, yourself as the authority. One of the things, the, the greatest things about real estate, going back to my earlier comment about the technical mindset of applying the technical mindset to sales, right? Is that there is a formula, right? When I, when I was doing commercial real estate, it was super easy. It was 50, I mean, super easy to say, not necessarily super easy to do. There are different things, but 50 plus calls a day, um, you know, three to five meetings per week, right? Going out and meeting. And then one to two listing presentations, one listing a month. I mean, that was what we lived by and it worked. It wasn't like there was no rocket science behind it. Um, and what I found was that even going back to my earlier point about personality types, it was the people that approached it systemically that succeeded. So like a lot of people think, oh, you know, I've got to be this like charismatic person to be successful in real estate or, you know, like real estate people are a certain, you know, I, I don't think that. I think it's, it's a, it's just blocking and tackling, right? And then eventually you get really good at what you're doing and it, you know, it goes from there. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been great, man. This has been fun. Uh, this is, this is, you know, we are not ones as lab code agents to, to come out and, and really promote necessarily a particular product uh, because it's all coming from contribution. But I think this is, this is a good example of something that is greater than that. It's not just about the product. It's about what, what went into it and what it does, what it does for them. Because I think this is a, this is a pulverizing conversation in the industry right now, which is how do I not get my job taken? Right. And, um, and, and you, you know, you are on the tech side essentially could create something to take their job. But at the end of the day, you're just creating something, you're creating a bullet for their gun to right, make them right. better at their job. Well, you know, it's interesting because a few years ago, I'll tell you a story. I, I, this is this is on our YouTube channel. We have this one guy, his name's Ken Hoff. And he, he was a commercial real estate guy, went and started his own business, bought a license of Prospect Now, and then just talk about working the system, right? And using the product. He ended up closing like a $275 million apartment portfolio deal with the tool. And so I interviewed him on our YouTube channel. You can go listen to it. It's, it's super interesting. And he shares like everything from his call script. He's a super nice guy. But my point is that he, obviously he did well on that deal, right? And so I, I would be remiss if I didn't say interesting, right? Like $99 a month seven figure commission check, right? Like, should we be thinking about using our own stuff? And so, you know, that, that kind of a thing. And what I realized was, you know, you gotta, you gotta specialize, right? You have to focus on what it is that you're doing. And we're very comfortable enabling, enabling the agent with more tools. And our business is built around that. If the agent's job goes away, the way Prospect Now is structured right now, Prospect Now goes away, right? So we are very invested in the success of the agent. And, and by the way, I think, it's, I think it's right and correct. I don't think the agent's going away. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. But, but anyway, that, that, so that's kind of you know, my philosophy on that. Um, so you know, see where it goes, right? I love it. I love it. So uh, we're, we're obviously like many weeks. Um, our time is uh, is we've gone. We're going long. So let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. And I want you to give the listener um, the best ways that they can find you. We already talked about the website, but let's repeat it. Is there a way that they can contact you, or do you have someone that they can contact if they want to learn more about uh, this platform? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's prospectnow.com. 
and there's a on that website there's a bunch of different ways um, to contact us um, we've got a you know dedicated customer support team so you can call that number is 888-956-9998 it's on the website as well um, but you know live chat you know you just reach out to us and 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 our, you know our goal like i said is is to to help you be more successful so yeah i mean jeff and by the way i really appreciate you taking the time and I mentioned this to you before we started, but I just want to reiterate it, is that we, having done this for a while, I know that every real estate agent is their own business and they think that way. And that what that means is there's a million entities out there, right? And I just find a lot of value in what you guys are doing to help coalesce the industry around content and information and all that kind of stuff, because when they're, you know, everybody's out there doing their own thing and it really serves a great purpose to let, you know, people kind of be connected in that way in the industry. And so it's certainly like, you know, me talking to you right now, it certainly makes my job easier, but I also think it makes the real estate agents job easier. So, you know, congrats on the success at Labcoat Agents. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you're hundred percent right. It's exactly what it's designed for. And, um, and when something works, when we find something that that's worth sharing, we put it out there. And, you know, obviously we have a little bit more leverage and a little bit uh, larger reach. And so that, that is the goal. The goal is, is to, to get the word out. So more real estate agents have access to, to, to what they need, which they're not probably getting from their broker. And, um, and that's what this is. This is, uh, this is to give you the latest and the greatest. And I think uh, prospect now is a latest and the greatest. And uh, I'm interested to actually learn more um, so I'm looking forward to talking to you off the podcast. Awesome. Sounds great. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. Is there any other way that, um, you know, is it, that they can, that, that anybody can follow you if they want to, are you on Facebook? Or are yeah, you on I'm on Instagram? Twitter. You can follow me at, at Steve Wayne um, on Twitter. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Love connecting. Awesome. With both. awesome. Yeah. So again, it's prospectnow.com. It's a very easy, I've been sitting here playing around on the website as we've been talking uh, very easy to use. They've got, they got that ROI calculator. That's pretty cool. Uh, go check it out. This is, uh, this is fun stuff. And as always, uh, if you like what you, what you hear on our podcast, please, the thing you can do for us is share. Just as, as we're doing with you, please do the same for us. Share, share, share. Uh, let people know about lab agents. Let people know about the podcast. Subscribe. Uh, download, uh, obviously, whatever uh, podcast uh, platform medium you use. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and let other people know about it. So, again, Steve, this has been fantastic. I've enjoyed our conversation today and I uh, look forward to uh, talking to you more. And I think you're also going to be on uh, on Lab Code Agents on a webinar, on a live webinar as well. Is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's be great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, we're looking forward to a uh, continued uh, dialogue with you. And this, is, uh, this has been fun. Thank you for your time today. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. Agents Podcast.